Hello and welcome to Doing Time, where humans talk about their experiences in a psych word. Today we have guest Nomi Willis, my good friend. How are you? I'm good. You're good? Hell yeah. Cheers, dude. Cheers. Um, Take a sip. (laughs) So the first question I always ask on the pod is, how much time have you done? And that's like in group therapy, psych ward, um, that type of stuff. Do you mean like how long have I been in therapy? Because the answer is since I was six. Or okay. Do you mean like anything? Like, cause so like for me, like three times in a hospital, right? So it's like three, okay. three yeah. times. Yeah. That's what I figured. I mean, like you know, we pretty much get our first therapist when we're like, Ju- we can talk. Jews. Yeah. The yeah. that we're able to talk. I know. I know. If you're like, oh, oh, time for a psychiatrist. Yeah. Um, I would say like the official amount of time. Um, I did two weeks in a PHP program and okay. two weeks in an IOP program. So okay. I'd say a month is probably good. Yeah. Okay. So like a lot of people don't know. So PHP is partial hospitalization program. That's more like intense. Like you're not staying there, but you're in and out. And then outpatient is like you're, you're, you know, you go home, but it's just not as intense as PHP. Yeah. It's just like two hours. And then you said, were you ever in a hospital? Hospitalized? For about six hours. Right. Okay. I knew this. We're, me and Omi are close. <laughs> yeah, so I just didn't know, I just didn't know like the process because some people like get hospitalized and then they leave soon or whatever. So yeah, no, why don't you like go into, and I know you're pretty open. So like also yeah. on this podcast, whatever you want to talk about, you don't have to talk about and vice versa. Like, okay. So why don't you go into like what led up to it and then, um, how you got like transferred to a PHP program and then IOP and kind of how that works. Yeah, for sure. Um, I guess like the day that led up to it, it was just overall I was having kind of a weird day. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't really know what like anxiety symptoms looked like in myself because I hadn't actually been diagnosed yet. Okay. So I was just having a super weird day. Um, I was actually in the study with my sister and we got into like a small car accident on our way okay. back from being at school with her. And okay. then on my way home, I was kind of just having like a what I didn't know at the time was a panic attack Mm -hmm. and I was like crying while I was driving and I was like why am I crying right and so I was freaking out Mm -hmm. um and then when I got home I went through probably one of the most unexpected and rough breakups that I've ever been through oh no like within about 10 minutes of me getting home so you had the panic attack prior to the breakup okay so supposed to come over for dinner um and I called him and I was like in tears in the car and I was like, I'm freaking out. I don't know why. I'm so sorry. Like, I'll see you soon. He was like, okay, I'm on my way over right now. And then that was it. And then he came over and broke up with you? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's like bad timing. So that's yeah, that's kind of good that you guys... Yeah, it was kind of like the perfect storm of horrible things happening in one day. <sighs> and like the two of us are totally fine now. Yeah, but I think it's, it's like a... It's not like a respect thing, but it's almost like a courtesy thing where if somebody tells you they're having a pan attack, maybe you wait a day or two to break up with them. I mean, you know? I, I understood because it was like we had, I think it was winter break or something. Mm-hmm. Like, no, it was right when we had gotten home for summer break. Okay. Um, and so we lived like a half hour away from each other. Okay. So he was just coming over on, I think it was like a Friday or something uh-huh. for dinner. And I understood because, like, honestly, if he didn't do it then, like, it would have been dragged out for a while. And I don't think we were both in a place for that. But it was just really yeah. rough at the time. Yeah. And so, like, what was the transition between like you having a panic attack and then you needing to be hospitalized and hospital whatever the fuck and then (laughs) going from like that stage to the hospital and then like kind of like have you always been like I know you well I just wanted to explain to like the audience like 
like have you always been anxious like because I know you have struggled with some some things but I just you know yeah um I would say it's like the whole process of like panic attack to me being in the car on the way to the hospital Mm -hmm. was about 15 minutes wow so like the the like conversation itself was five minutes long and then he was out the door and it was just kind of like a didn't have anything to say at the time totally fine and so I went to my mom's room because she was home and I just like cried for like two minutes and then I just went quiet I just got up and I was like I'm gonna go in my room and so I walked in my room and I just like laid down on my bed for a little bit and after about five minutes I got up and I walked out of the hallway and I like didn't really know what I was doing or like why I was doing that and my mom was already in the hallway and she just looks at me and she goes do you need to go to the hospital and I was like yeah probably she goes you want to die and I went yeah, a little bit. She goes, all right, pack a bag, get your stuff. I went through this with your sister when she was 17. Get in the car. We're going to the hospital. No way. Yeah, she was so chill about so it. So she, like, knew. Did you Did you know, though, like, what like what kind of behavior were you exhibiting that she was like, you need to go to the hospital? Did she know that it was just, like, you were crying and kind of, like, flustered? Or, like, what happened? I think she just assumed that it's a thing with the women in our family, that it's when we have, like, mental breakdowns like that yeah that it's just like, like you need like you need like professional help yeah she was like probably a safe bet for us to just go right and like get some help and stuff and like honestly like i feel like that's the difference between like a lot of jewish families and like non-jewish families where it's like you're like you said like you're kind of born into this idea that like we know people who could help us like psychiatrists and all that stuff like i have fam- like a family psychiatrist and stuff and right. like it's not like when i ask other people if they've been to therapy they're like oh no like it's not i'm like oh it doesn't compute I feel like I'm like, no, compute. Like, I just don't He's understand. Like, what do you mean, no? Right. Like, then where do you go? You go to your, like, what, fucking what you pediatrician? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, like, that's, I feel, like, really hard and, like, also probably made it for me, like, me to understand. But I think it's more comforting for you to have that because not only, like, were you in a bad place, but at least you had your mom who was like, okay, let's just get some help. Who so, didn't I make it. So it was confused. normalized. Yeah, right. I was so confused with how chill she was. And, and, and I yeah. said that, like, several times in the mm-hmm. car on the way there. Mm. I was like, why are you, do you so dis- chill? Do you, do you disassociate? Um, at the time, that in that situation, 100%. Yeah. I don't think I've ever experienced anything like that since. Okay, because I was asking just because that's, like, my main issue with panic attacks is I disassociate, and then I also get, like, numb, and then I go mute. And that's what you said when you got really quiet. Um, when I was about to leave for Denver and I, like, stopped and, the like, about to get on this bus to get trained to get to the airport, my mom was there, like, saying bye to me, and I just went mute and I didn't say anything and I didn't get yeah. on the train. And it's because, like, you almost feel like the world's frozen because you can't move. You're like, well, if I go here, then this is going to be a disaster. And then if I go back, that's also going to be a disaster. So the only thing to do is just fucking do nothing. Yeah, just, like, stay there. Like, exactly. Don't, don't and it's not even that. I think it's just the analytical portion of it. The reality of it is is that that just seems like the only thing to do. It, it's a subconscious thing where you're like, oh, I have to be mute. I had no idea what to do. Mm-hmm. And then once you got there, what was that process like? <laughs> my mom was like, sit down. Like, I put me in, like, one of the chairs in the waiting room. She's like, my daughter's suicidal. And I was like... I mean, like, obviously, it's not what she said, but she was like, my daughter needs help. I know your mom, too, and she's just like, just fucking help her. Yeah, and they're like, okay, what do you need? Right. They're like, my daughter wants to die. Oh, yeah. Or my mom said that. But she was so chill about it. I'm like, shouldn't you be, like, upset? Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) She's like, like, my daughter wants to, can you just get rid of her for a week? I just need, like, some breaks. Well, I think it was, like, I I understood, like, because, like, now I know, because if... Yeah. Because the thing that I've learned through all this is that so many people have those moments, mm-hmm. and it's just whether or not you kind of get 
to the place that you need to go at the time. It's like whether or not you get the help that you need. Right. And I think like, so, so when you, absolutely. But I also think like, I just kind of want to know like, what was the process of why were you only there for six hours? Like what happened? Okay. Well, the the short answer to that is I was being an asshole. Okay. Um, but which like we all have been, but the, like the story itself, (laughs) um, so you know the drill, like when you're a like like a health risk to yourself when mm-hmm. they put you in the room and then there's yep. like a guard outside. Yeah. So they put like this officer outside and he must have been in his early twenties. And he was just standing there. And so I went back and forth from like crying for a few seconds to being an asshole. Mm. To either like not like just outwardly and my mom was like outside the room because I didn't want her in there. Mm-hmm. Um and so the guard would just be standing there like eating his sandwich or something and I'd be like so do I look nuts to you? Yeah. Like, is this crazy? But I think, to be honest, though, like, I, I'm sorry to interrupt, but, like, to be honest, when you're going through something like that, you feel so, uh, like, victimized almost. Like, you're this crazy animal that, like, yeah. needs to be fucking caged, which, which you are because there's a guard standing outside waiting exactly. for you. And so, like, I have asked that, too. Like, similar questions are, like, alluded to it where I'm like, am yeah. I nuts? Like, am I crazy? And they're like... Well, you, you just need help. And it's like, that's what you say to a fucking crazy person. Exactly. Tell me if I'm fucking crazy. That's what I say. Yeah. <laughs> and so, like, that's that's not being an asshole. That's also just being like, what did he say? Like, what did he say? Do well, you remember? that's not when I was being an asshole. That's how it started, though. Oh, okay. Um, so I've got to buckle in here. <laughs> okay. Well, so he was just like, I've seen much worse. Okay. And I was like, okay. Because I just didn't want to be weird mm-hmm. with the whole crying and then going silent and then being like, can you just m- let me go to bed? Right. And, like, yelling stuff like that. Right. And then finally, like, they, they brought in the social worker, and something that I've learned now is, like, a very routine thing is, like, they go through, like, the, it's like, how are you feeling? Do you have a plan? That's the question. Do you have a plan? And so, <laughs> the reason they didn't admit me is because, no, I didn't have a plan, but you know what I said? What? They said, do you have a plan? I went, do you mean, do I know what kills people? <laughs> do I know how people die? Yeah, I know how people die. And you're die. like, I have actually multiple plans. It's called Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I know how people die. People can take pills. That'll kill you. People can jump off things. That'll kill you too. Yeah. And I just listed a bunch of stuff. And then, what, and and they, then they were, were like, they were so, like you're just so being like, an asshole. And I was like, no, I haven't picked one. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. so they were like, okay. Yeah. And so they are like, sign this release. As long as you say you're going to go into this PHP program, you're fine. So I was like, okay. Okay. So what, so like in that moment though, like were you, you were happy though, right? I was just like, I I didn't even know. I was like, if this thing is going to help me, then sure. I was like, because I don't even know. So you you wanted help. Oh, yeah, 100%. I okay. Mean, and it was mostly, like, you had the panic attack, and obviously the breakup is, like, what put it over the edge. But, like, what's the underlying issue, though? Is it anxiety? I mean, yeah, what I found out later is it was generalized anxiety mixed with uh, major depressive disorder. Okay, that's what I have. Yeah. Also OCD, but, like, yeah, that's what I have. No, yeah. yeah. Um, my official diagnoses, according okay. to the DSM-5. Yeah. ADHD combined subtype, uh-huh. according to two different psychiatrists. Oh, really? One said inattentive, one said hyperactive. So they're just like, ah, oh, I'll just put it together. Put it together, yeah, 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 yeah. Obsessive compulsive disorder. Mm-hmm. AD, or I already said ADHD. Mm. Anxiety and major depressive. So that's, okay. those are my official diagnoses. That's, okay, that's... Like, and I'd be like, that's me, but that's me. I got diagnosed with ADHD when I was in sixth grade, and then I kind of, like, I don't think I have it. I think it's just anxiety. So my is, like, major MDD, anxiety, OCD, and, like, eating disorder, but, like, that was all as a result of OCD. Yeah. 
So, and I remember seeing you when you were, like, in the throes of, like, not eating and, like, kind of it getting to you a little bit. So, like, I that remember, was, yeah. like... No, that was that summer. I remember that. Yeah. So, like, um, I just wanted to... And not to, like, mention anything you don't want to oh, talk yeah, about. Yeah. I just remember, like, how that affected no, you. Um, and that that's how I deal with stress, too, is I don't eat. So... You're, you're completely right. And yeah. it wasn't even just, like, I was like, I'm not going to eat. It was just, like, I don't think I moved for a week, like, in my bed. Like, I was just there, and my okay. sister came to visit me, mm-hmm. and she, like, brought At U of I or at, at Chicago? I was home, because I okay. just, like, just gotten home from mm-hmm. So I was sitting in my bed, and I was going to do Cutco for another summer. Okay. And, I, I and if anybody know, wants to know, <laughs> Cutco is a pyramid scheme, guys. No, it's not. Okay, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's just multi-level marketing. <laughs> it's another, it's a, this is semantics. It's another way of saying a pyramid scheme, but anyways. Go ahead. Sorry, Vector Marketing Corporation. That's also on my resume and helped me get my job now. Thanks. Okay. Um, <laughs> I actually love that job a lot. Um, no, it, it helped so much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was fun. That's how, I, that's how we kind of got close. Like, we were friends of Water Bowl, but you, like, helped me get the job. So, um, so when you, like, were in the PHP program, though, like, did anything in that PHP program – did you – Okay, so the program that you went to for PHP, was that the program that you transitioned into IOP from? Yes. Okay, so you've been to, like, one program. And I've been through one program. And did that help you? It, not in the way that you'd expect. Okay. Um, I think the biggest part of what I got out of PHP and IOP was it gave me perspective. Okay. 100% perspective. Yeah, that's how I felt a lot of times. Uh-huh. So, like, the first, um, I met a lot of people that, like, I kind of wish I still talked to. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually, I ran into someone from my PHP group at, like, the grocery store near my apartment about three days ago, mm-hmm. and she was just like, oh, hey, how are you? And I was like, I'm good, and it was, like, two in the morning, and I had just come back from a run. That's so funny. Because I, wow. I have weird work hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So oh, like, oh, right. Okay, okay. I was like, damn, Yeah, that's and crazy. so I was just like, mm, I'm just gonna. Yeah. So isn't it weird, though, running into people, though? Because I've run into people, yeah. or, like, people have messaged me on Facebook being like, how are you? And I'm like, I don't even remember you. Like, not, like, remember you, but I'm like, holy right. shit, it, like, takes you back into that moment. Um, so it so it helped you not in the way, pers- so in what type of perspective did it give you? Like, I didn't, I don't think I really talked for the first two days in any of the group therapy sessions. Mm-hmm. I kind of just listened. Mm-hmm. And apparently that's how everyone is, or most people. And then did you slowly, like, yeah. start talking? And I kind of, like, I opened up about things, um... And, like, honestly, they, the group helped me a lot kind of figure out how to deal with certain situations. Mm-hmm. And it was, I'd be like, I'm going to encounter this situation this weekend. Like, what should mm-hmm. I do? Okay, so it was, like, kind of, like, real-life advice. Because we didn't really yeah. go over that. I did a little bit, but it was more like, I feel like I was in a bubble in terms of diving. So, like, it wasn't. Right. Yeah. So it was, like, but the, the perspective thing was when I would sit down, like, and listen, mm-hmm. the things that. Like, you could hear them vocalizing, like, other people just vocalizing their coping mechanisms and, like, their negative coping mechanisms, and they were destructive, to say the least. And it's not that mine wasn't. Yeah, but, yeah, okay. Because my my main thing was I would isolate. Okay. I would, like, I would not talk to people. I would just stay in my room. And it's, well, and that's easy to do, especially when you have depression, and also it's a, it's a form of self-protection, because if I don't have to go out, I don't have to deal with any of my anxiety, and then if I don't go out, I don't have to deal with any of, anything that comes towards me. Nobody can hurt me if I'm alone. Yep. And I think the problem with that was I didn't even realize that I was anxious or depressed. Yeah. Because I didn't even know that that was something I was dealing with. 
until I saw a psychiatrist in the PHP program. Mm. So that was the first time. So when you went, like, for, like, the, before, when you went to the hospital, like, what did you think it was? Were you just like, I'm having a mental breakdown? Like, what what was going on? To be completely honest, I don't think I had any idea what was going on. I, I don't think okay. it occurred to me at the time. So... And that's something that, like, I feel like should be stressed, because I'm thinking about this now. Like, I also, um, now I know everything. I know what's going on. I'm like, this is my OCD brain. This is my anxiety brain. This is my depression. Like, I know. But, like, before, I always knew I had anxiety, but I never knew how to catch myself. And I think therapy teaches you that, so now you probably know how to do that. But what, um, give an example to, like, people who don't know, like, of, because this is, like, really important to stress of, like, a time that you, like, didn't know. Like, an anxious behavior you had prior to knowing you had anxiety, and then now doing something similar but like you catching it you know what i mean if you can think of one 100 okay a lot of i actually might because it's very like undiagnosed oh, 100%. it's also overdiagnosed but it's also like a lot of people who don't know they have anxiety and then they don't get the treatment they need because they just think it's how their brain works and it's like yeah it is but you can also make it better um i think some of the symptoms that i didn't realize were kind of part of the connected anxiety OCD mm-hmm. were the ones that I see more now um one of like my thing is I don't know why but like cleanliness and fabric okay for whatever reason so if I wear something mm-hmm. even if I just put it on like if I'm trying it on and I decide to wear something else I can't wear it again I have to wash it okay so that's a little OCD, OCD. yeah that's mm-hmm. that's like the one of the main things that's my compulsion is that okay it's really difficult for me to wear something more than once because I'm okay. just like I don't know what it touched I don't know what I touched if I didn't shower mm. is it a sick thing no. I have no idea what it is. Yeah, it's a, because recently I've been, I've been, um, if I sweat remotely in anything, I'll wash it. Yep. And it's not even, like, a sick thing, because I'm actually the least thing from a germaphobe. I'll share a drink with anybody. I don't give a shit. It's yeah. more dirty. Am I dirty? Like, if I showered and I'm putting on something I wore a week ago, but I wore it for an yeah, hour, exactly. why am I putting it on again? Why can't I just wash it? I get it. But that's excessive, though. Like, you're saying it's excessive, yeah, no, no. but, like, that's, but that's were you, but you, are you saying before you were like that and you didn't realize yes. that was an issue and now you're like that and you realize it's an issue? Yes. And do you ever do anything to, like, make that better or, like, okay, so what do you do? Um, my roommate is actually really, really, like, good about kind of helping me with stuff like that. Oh, that's amazing. I know. Um, he's wonderful and, like, just, I'll tell him, I'm like, I don't know what to do. I'm spending all my money on laundry because I can't wear my clothes more than once. Oh. And he's like, how about you just wear your jeans two days in a row? Okay, so and he gives like, you, like, an item to, like... Yeah, and I was like, okay. And so, like, two weeks later, I was like, I just wore my jeans two days in a row. I did it. And he was like, nice job. Oh, that's so nice. So he, like, doesn't make it a big deal. And he's not like, oh, my God, blah, blah, blah. But, like, he's yeah. like, good job. Yeah. I like that, too, though. Because it's not like they're making it, like, uh... It's like it's a tangible goal. That's yeah, smart. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's like an example. Um, I was thinking too. Like, do you think you were born with anxiety, or do you think like, or like, what do you think? Your what's your? Because I can say like for you, because I've like we, we we were on the same water polo team for like three years. Yeah. And you're it's such an intimate sport because you're practicing morning and night, and then we also like would hang out after meets and eat and like eat a shit ton and complain and complain and like and also like bond it was just like the complaining was a bonding experience honestly like it was a way to like cope and so like i feel like especially like i'm sure you can say about me like for me i've noticed in you like i think your thing is like i'd say like your underlying issue would probably honestly just be like anxiety yeah and like worrying about the future because i remember we would like 
go to water polo and then you'd be like well I'm worried about this meet this weekend because of this thing that's set up for this person to do well and then I'm not like it, it was just like very like it was always like thinking about like the future and not like oh like let me just do well in practice today so that that won't be a problem yeah it's very like I was very much a forward thinker of like yeah what am I, like what am I doing right now and how is it going to affect something that's supposed to happen there based off of all these other things that happened mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so I was just getting a lot like in the way and so like obviously you're probably like that now but like what do you do to cope with that because I'm everyone's a, everyone with anxiety is usually a forward thinker that's like thinker oh yeah um, and they say anxiety is people who are anxious about the future depression is the past and then there's like something in the and bliss is in the moment happens. some fucking thing yeah, yeah. um. Honestly, I think that it's gotten, like, my anxiety itself has gotten so much better. Good. And I think it's just more of coming to a realization that, like, there's a lot of stuff I can't control. Mm-hmm. And that's a really hard thing to accept. Mm-hmm. But it kind of has to happen at a certain point because a whole bunch of stuff, like, everyone goes to that time in life where they're like, okay, so a bunch of stuff is happening and then something else happens and then something else happens. You're like, okay, it's not funny anymore. Mm-hmm. This, this can stop. Yeah. And then it just keeps, like, things keep hitting. Yeah. And so at a certain point, I was like, if I just keep getting more miserable, I'm never going to get anything done. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I was like, there's no, there's no like safety net. There's nothing for me to fall back on. So I was mm-hmm. like, you have to get your ass out of bed, get a job. This is like right when I was graduating. Okay. I was okay. Like, get you graduated job. early, right? Yes. It's fucking insane, dude. That's amazing. I was just like, you need to get yourself something to do. Yeah. Like, so you can get out of bed mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and make sure you're doing that. And then yeah. that's honestly, since I started working full time, mm-hmm. that. And so like what, and that's more like realistic picture. I just want to ask, cause I know, I know you well and I can ask you these questions yeah. like without feeling weird, but, um, cause I usually like, I, not like service level with most people, but like, I can go deeper with you. Like what, like what are some like day to day examples? Cause we always talk about like, there are things out of my control, but it's like, what specifically now are you working on what things that like if something was out of your control like today like what do you do to cope with that like can you give an example of like today like i can give one i just just thinking of like not about you i'm saying about me but i'm saying like oh yeah are there any situations like today that you've encountered that you could be like oh this is like what i do to cope with that the forward thinking thing yeah um this morning like before i got on the train to come to chicago Uh i was looking through my socks and i was like are you serious there is not a single pair of matching socks in here Oh, really? No. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, you know what? Okay, fine. I'll just wear these, like, I'll wear the short ones. I don't have to look at them. Mm-hmm. But then I did find a matching pair of socks. And I'm okay. right now. Okay. Awesome. But, like, <laughs> but, like, it... Yeah. And somehow, also, I had these, like, little, like, gloves. Uh-huh. Like, knit gloves. Mm-hmm. I had five of them. None of them were the same color. I was oh, like, no. how? How did this happen? And it's like your brain just, like, explodes. I was just like, what am yeah. I supposed to do with this? I'm not going to wear two that are the same color. Yeah. And so I was like, of course it's And then it always it already makes it more stressful before you're leaving to come like an hour yeah, and or two I was like, away. I was yeah. Like, whatever. Yeah. I was like, I'm just not not necessary right now. Doesn't need to happen. Mm-hmm. I'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. Same thing happened to me this morning. I've been I like this like um these like Nike high socks and my boyfriend wears them, so I like keep them at my house. And sometimes my roommate borrows them and then I didn't find any this morning. And my roommate was like kinda sick this morning, so I was like, Do you have my socks? And she's like, No, and I was like, I don't wanna pry you because like you're you're sick and I don't want to bother you. And then I was like, you know what? Nobody gives a shit about my fucking socks. Nobody cares about my socks. Just put them on 
and go to work and that's what I did and I'm yeah. fine I'll look for them later probably <laughs> but like but like you know it really doesn't matter and that's and that's what you have to come down to is like is anybody looking at my socks and if they are why the fuck would I care yep you know and I think it it's more just it's more honestly it's more just that's the stuff that's in your control and when yep. the little stuff that's in your control like what you wear and what you eat is out of your control it gets a little dicey yep. it gets a little like my I'm anxious I'm gonna blow up type of thing um, were you anxious when you were young at all? I don't think so. Not okay. That I remember. Okay. I honestly don't even think the anxiety, like, or at least not something that I recognize as anxiety. I don't really okay. think it hit till late high school. Yeah. Yeah. And then even then it wasn't, like, fully recognized. Yeah, I had, like, anxiety when I was, like, four, so, like, I just, like, remember, you know, like, I remember stuff like that, so I just didn't know, like, if that's something that you kind of, like, had. Um, and... Do you think, like, your depression is a result of your OCD and anxiety, or do you think um, it's, like, separate or what? I think that's definitely separate. Just okay. because it's, like, it's one of the textbook cases of, like, why are you sad? I don't know. If mm-hmm. I knew, mm-hmm. how would you be sad anymore? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was just wondering, because, like, I, I feel like we're all different, and, like, our, 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 our forms of depression are different as we age, too. Like, I feel like my depression like you saw it when I was in high school and like how it affected me and like water polo and stuff and and like me and my our other friend short little one um yeah um you know and they're coming on the podcast soon probably I just don't want to say her name because I don't want to whatever um love her to death but I I like we had very similar anxiety and depression issues and like that affected us so much in the water polo season and I just didn't know if, like, like it's so, my depression is so different from then than it is now, you know? Yeah. And I was just wondering if, like, is that changed for you at all? Like, from, like, the way your anxiety presented at high school than it did in college? Because it clearly got more intense when you were in college, you know? I don't know. I think it just kind of peaked. Okay. I think it was just the amount of pressure. Yeah, for sure. Because in high school, it wasn't, I, I didn't have to worry about paying for anything. Like, it's not, like, it was, if I wanted to go out for, like, you know, like, the crappy Jersey sub, not Jersey sub, was it Jersey subs? Jersey Mike's. Don't shit on Jersey Mike's. No, no. Jersey subs on Deerfield Road. Oh, they might have a, oh my god, yeah, they do have a Jersey subs, and it's, is it not Jersey Mike's? No. Okay, well, anyways. <gasps> the fries were bad, that's what What's the, Tony subs. Oh, Tony's. Oh my god, that's oh, the that's place where all the kids used to smoke weed behind. Really? Yeah, dude. Next to that gas station. <laughs> you're like, I don't think I know anything. I'm not in the loop. Well, you remember, you remember in high school, I was like, did someone just say weed? Bye. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. Yeah, that's how I was, too. And then now I, like, smoke every night. But anyways, um, so, do you, yeah, no, I was just wondering, like, if it presented differently. But you said the pressure is different. So, like, what does yeah. that look like for you now? Um, I mean, the pressure at this point is, like, I'm financially independent, basically. Mm-hmm. Good. Um, that's awesome. I mean, obviously, like, there are times where... I'll have to be like, Mom, can you please help me co-sign this loan? Yeah. And whether or not the answer is yes, uh-huh. I can help for yes, but like, it's yeah. nothing's guaranteed. Mm, and how do you so, deal? With, how do you deal with that though? Depends. Like, so, I don't want to like interrogate you. I'm just like, okay, a lot fine. of times I like ask people questions so that like other people can relate to like that oh. specific thing. Yeah. Like, yeah, I just don't want you to feel like that. <laughs> oh no, you're fine. Okay. Um, I would probably say. Like, there are times when it gets really, really stressful, and I think that's, like, when I get to the peak of me being anxious. I'm like, I don't know what to do with this. What am I supposed to do? How am I supposed to pay off my credit card? Mm-hmm. Like, right now, when I don't have this, and payday's not until next week, so, like, what do I do? And then I'm just like... <sighs> and, like, that's when my roommate comes in, like, so he's like, 
Put it on your credit card and chill. Yeah. It's like, it's not like you're not going to get the money. It's, right. Yeah, it's, it's like, the it's waiting. Like a, yeah, it's like the, the fact that you're so anxious makes sure that you don't spend money that you don't have. Mm-hmm. So you're going mm-hmm. to have it. You're going to be fine. It's just like, it's just the timing's not lining up. So yeah. I have to just like try to remember I will have, like, it's not like I don't have a source of income. Mm-hmm. And it's not like I don't have a plan for this. It's mm-hmm. just right now things don't line up. Okay. So it's kind of just taking a second to, like, remember, like, yeah. I'm going to make this Yeah, happen. that, like, you have to live in the moment almost. Yeah. And that, like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. We were back from break. Um, very, very nice break. And I didn't get any more wine. That's okay. I can wait. Um, okay, so I wanted to talk to you since we were, like, we played water polo together and, like, trained and stuff like that and played, like, did you ever do masters with me? With Becca and Nicole? I think, like, once. Okay. I got my crotch touched too many times with 50 year old men and then i tapped out but yeah dude it was it was it was fun i definitely went to like at least one mm-hmm. it was actually kind of fun it just like it was too uncomfortable for me understandable yeah so i wanted to talk about especially because like you can really you were a really good athlete like how did your mental health like affect i can even speak for you because i remember a lot of stuff about like season and stuff how it affected the sport and then how the sport affected your mental health now that I think about it, the pre like the pre game anxiety was so bad. Yeah. Uh huh. I just remember the time that you and Becca got me Taco Bell right before a game. Do we really? I binge ate it in the office. <laughs> like I think I ate three Doritos Locos tacos in like two minutes, and then I played. Oh my water god! For an hour. Wow, I am a really good captain. I guess I did get you Taco Bell. <laughs> you and Becca were like here. Oh my god! No go. way. Okay, I remember. A lot of us had mental health issues. Like, and not in, like, a we were crazy, but, like, a lot of us struggled with, like, pregame anxiety, postgame anxiety, how the postgame leads to the next game, and just, like, wanting to build a strong team, which was, like, really struggling. I mean, the to year- be fair, we did get yelled at a lot about not being able to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, yeah. <laughs> so, like, it was hard, and, like, I just remember, like, one game – it was, I don't remember which pool it is, but I remember having a picture from it. It was, like, one of the best games we ever played. We won. And, like, me and you, like, were doing a ton of, like, assists and stuff like that. And I watched you. This has nothing to do with mental health. But I watched you score, like, one goal. I still have it on camera because I have, like, this montage that I made. Are you talking about the video from Maine South? Mm-hmm. I have that on my phone. No, you don't. From when you send it to me? The 20-minute video? That's, like, Wait, a montage? video? The montage that I made. I made it for, like, the senior year, like, my senior year. There was a DVD there, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't okay, fucking... I have that, but I have, like, the video. Oh, thank God, I thought it was like, Oh, okay, okay, so anyways, like, you, like, you were... Here's what I was getting to, is that you were, like, incredible at water polo, and, like, you were so hard on yourself, and, like, that's okay. Most people are. I'm fucking hard on myself, too. But, like, there were some times where, like, I'm that, that video of you making that goal, I literally turned around, I got chills, and I was, like, when there... That's literally certifiably insane. Like, I just didn't understand it. And then you would just be like, I'm like, you're like, I'm still not fucking good and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, I like just want to tell you that because like I think and then it it's hard watching people struggle with those issues. And I just wanted to know, like, how that affected you. Like what what goes through your mind when you're like, I, I made that goal, but like, I suck. I feel like looking back at it now. Yeah. Like it seems it, obviously it seems really silly to be like. Yep. I'm shit. Mm-hmm. But that's I don't know. I think it was just kind of one. I was super jealous of Catherine. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, always. Yeah. Like, four years of high school. Shout out to Catherine. She's a great girl. <laughs> I love her. She's, she was just, like, she was on another level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was kind of one of those But you had the friends. arm of a gorilla, dude. Like, I just remember there was, like, times when you'd be super mad about situations, and you'd be at half court in the fucking water and just, like, nail it into the goal. And I'm like, what? Like a monster, But dude. then I get yelled at. You're like, don't make Yeah, yeah, shot. yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're like, well, sorry I made the fucking goal, dude. Like, what the fuck? Do you remember the... We got beat up together the, a lot. The Hersey game where I was at half tank, and I just whipped it behind me, and it went in, and he was he was so mad. He was like, no, me. Stop. Yeah, and you're Stop like, what the fuck? Like, but, but you made it. <laughs> if you tried to make it, it didn't make it. That's different. But it's just like, I think it was hard for you because it was like, uh, yeah, continue. What was what was like going through your mind when you're like hard on yourself, but you still like killed at it? I don't even think it occurred to me that I was like as good as kind of like looking back, I like recognize because mm-hmm. it just, I guess it was a self confidence thing where it just, I was like, I, it didn't occur to me mm-hmm. where I was like, well, I don't really think I'm that good. So I think I was, I just, I convinced myself that. Okay. And looking back, like, now that things are a lot different. Yeah. With how I feel about myself, like, in high school and in general. Like, I was like, yeah, no, I was pretty good at the sport. Yeah. But back then, I guess I, like, kind of spent a lot of time and effort. You're in it so hard. You're, like, so wrapped into it with, like, the coaches and the teammates and the games and, like, the parents and, like... The funniest thing about water polo was that every single person on the water polo team had divorced parents. So it was literally like the seating was like this. Literally, it was like mom's over here, dad's over here, like middle section to breathe. You know, it was just like insane. And then the step parents are hiding from the end. <laughs> yeah. Dude, it was so crazy. And like, it's just so interesting, like what drew us to that sport, especially like I got a ton of anger out and that helped me with my anger. But then I remember like there were times where I like, I remember some people, like, a, people would, you know, I, I found it interesting how much our coach supported mental health. Yeah. Because he really was, like, he understood my anxiety and, like, OCD and, like, my anger issues. Like, I almost got, did you ever get red carded from a game? No, I think I got a warning once. I got a yellow card for, like, uh, pushing people down. But I, it wasn't on purpose. It was just, like, it was, like, to get over them to shoot the ball. But I just, like, couldn't. <laughs> That's on purpose. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, it, oh, no, 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 the pushing. The pushing. Oh, okay. It wasn't. It wasn't like drowning people. It was just like I was just pushing. You would always on. get like um, kickouts for swimming over people's back. Yeah. And every single time you're like, they were in the way. <laughs> what was I supposed? Yeah. to Yeah. I was like, what am I supposed to do? Fucking leave him there? No, you fucking push him. Yeah. Like it's so. Yeah, it's very interesting. But I want to know, like, now looking back at it, like, does anything from that time, from being so hard on yourself, it's something you were really good at apply to now and how you deal with like being like you said like you were incredible at the sport but you like thought you were bad because you weren't what your ideal self was right Right. so now is there anything that like translates to now where you're like oh maybe I should like appreciate what I have now and like see myself as good because maybe later I'll appreciate you know what I'm saying like how good I was at something like is there Um, anything now I think you can definitely recognize a lot of the things that like I see myself being mm-hmm. good at or like yeah. something being like central in my life mm-hmm. um some of them like aren't as big as others like i play i play halo competitively yeah you've always been a gamer but like i never had an xbox yeah i would just play like nintendo were you like into nintendo i had a, I had a laptop i had a gaming laptop. yeah you always my boyfriend has one of those they're like they're like 90 pounds it was gigantic yeah it was hard to even bring places yeah 
But um, it was literally like my sophomore year of college. I got an Xbox One and I started playing Halo like by myself actually. Really? Like playing and doing Killing tournaments. It? That's so like, funny. Wow, it's really fun to be good at something. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's like it's, it's really fun to be like that good at something. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't honestly like I don't think I'm as good at other things right now that I am at Halo, which is like fine. That's fine. I don't need to be. <laughs> yeah. But like I, I definitely see that even though I am like critical mm-hmm. of myself sometimes, that like I'm doing a better job. It's like even as a, at my job, like a lot of nights I come home and I'm like, what, like, what could I have done differently? Like, what can I be doing differently? Like, is there more? And Especially then, when you're dealing with people. Yeah. You're, you tell people what you are. I just, people don't. I'm a social worker. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I do. <laughs> you know, like, obviously it's stressful, but it's just because you have, you spend a lot of your energy trying to make sure that other people, like, are going to be okay and get through yeah. stuff. And, like, yeah. at the end of the day, there's not not everything is under your control. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and it's, like, about letting go and... Yeah, so it's kind of just... Yeah. Letting that go and accepting that I can't control everything, but I'm mm-hmm. doing a lot better job than I give myself credit for sometimes. Yeah. Well, you're amazing, and thanks for coming on the pod. Oh, thank you. Yeah, mm-hmm. of course. Where can people find you besides, like, physically, like, Instagram, Halo? Do you have, like, a username or something? I'm so unfamiliar with the gaming world, dude. I'll give my Instagram. Okay. My Instagram is nwillis13. Okay, and what's your... Your Finstagram's hilarious. My Finsta? Yeah. Don't you still use it or no? I do, actually. Okay. I should post more. Um, my Finsta is for those of you that know me. Yeah, and your name's N-O-M-I, right? Yes. Yeah, okay. Just, you know, separated by spaces. Yeah. <laughs> okay, um, please... Don't forget. Say please. Please tell them to su- subscribe. Please su- subscribe. S- 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 subscribe. <laughs> please subscribe, rate, and review. Thanks, um, and thank you for watching. Doing time. Oh my. How do you feel? Um, I'm-